Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. As Martha and I welcome you to listen on Let's Talk Faith. iHeartRadio.com, Talk America Radio. But Martha, on podcast, where can they pick us up? Um, Faith Play, iTunes, and Google Play Music. As well as Stitcher. Oh, yes, and Stitcher. Don't forget about (laughs) Stitcher. She'll feel left out. (laughs) All right, but however you hear our show today, just know that we prayed for you. And and today we got kind of an, an interesting... And we got a couple of interesting guests today. A little bit of throw up. We're going to go, not a real throw up. That is not at all what I meant to say. We're kind of throwing the balls up in the air and juggling is what I meant to say. That was terrible. A little radio faux pas. Sorry about that. We're, tr- we're changing it up today on the air. There you go. Wow. Sorry about that. Sandra so what and you're Catherine. trying to what say I'm trying is to that say. there's more than one thing we're going to be That's talking right. about today. All right, first up, a trip to the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, the Museum of the Bible, the White House. You'd think that maybe it's a, the next road trip that Martha and I are going on, but no. This is a must-do for every family in the United States of America. You need to go to all those places. The White House, you know, I think it'll be interesting, but you won't get to see any really cool stuff that you want to see there, and the president's always busy. But for Christ followers to get the opportunity to, in one tour to go to the Museum of the Bible, the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, and, and a couple of other real goodies on there, this is where you should go. You just need to see this stuff. It's incredible. You guys have heard his broadcast from the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. This spring, we're going to broadcast from the Museum of the Bible. I don't know if we'll ever get to broadcast from the White House. That sounds pretty cool. But we've got in studio with us today, Sandra and Catherine from Travel Cats. They've got a radio program on Saturday Saturday mornings, right? 7 o'clock and again at 5 p.m. So twice on Saturdays. 1380. 1380, the biz. AM, the biz. All right, so we've got these guys coming in here. They're going to talk about, we tried to coordinate this when Martha and I were just coming back from our, right after Irma, when we did our road trip up there. And that kind of screwed up these guys' plans. So we said, let's delay it so it's a little closer in. Sandra and Catherine, Martha and I welcome you to iWork Thank Fam. you so We're much for very having Very happy us. to be here. All right. So <laughs> this is too cool. Let's talk about this trip because you know Martha and I have seen some of these places. Let's talk about this trip because we want our iWork Fam listeners to go. You know, the only thing we should have done better is we should have planned it. Yes. That Martha and I were coming with you and we could broadcast from every one of those locations. Oh, that would have been cool. That we should have done. Yeah. Uh, you you should have talked to your... a trip like not that Yes. Time. You should have talked to your travel people to arrange that. <laughs> Their people should have talked to yeah. our people. Your travel yes, people. Yes. That's right. That would be the four of us sitting in this room. That's so. right. Sa- yes. Sandra, I don't know how you do it every day with Catherine, but it just it's an amazing thing. Oh, it is. Uh, this, it was just so remarkable. It was just, it was, it increased my faith. It was mind-boggling, actually, because the ark is so huge. You, when you're reading the Bible and you and you are... Right there, reading, and you're, it says the measurements and everything, sure. but you have no concept mm-hmm. of how big this ship was. It mm-hmm. is. It's huge. It, absolutely amazing. And once you get in, it it you show it shows you exactly how they had to have it to make it stay afloat and feed all these animals over 
the year or so that they were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had carnival. Uh, car- <laughs> carnivals. They had carnivals. carnivals there. It was, they had <laughs> Sorry, circuses. It's not the carnival cruise line. People juggling. Meat eating. Right, carnivores. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, that's the word I'm trying to say. Uh, that actually they didn't, they weren't eating meat. They were eating grains. So well, God actually changed their appetites. Isn't that amazing? They had dinosaurs, small variety of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. This and the way they fed them and they and the systems of everything. It was just amazing. I you, you don't stop to think about that. Catherine. I, you know? I I think what I get from that is that it's like peeling an onion, layer after layer after layer. And each level you go on is different, and each level yeah. you see is a different aspect of life on board the ark, mm-hmm. and how God had His hand all over it. So yeah. well, let's yeah. let's just step for a second. Let's talk okay. about the whole trip because you guys have a. Oh, this yeah. is a yeah. really this exciting. A, you got is, a lot of stuff going, on. Catherine. Yes. Why don't you break down the itinerary? And and keep in mind, this is all you are getting. You don't have to get behind the wheel of a car for how many days? <laughs> We're going five days. Five days. March 25th to March 30th. You'll be back in time for Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So, And it's all by luxury motor coach with somebody else named Bob driving the bus. And it's so great. I love that. Yes, yes. All right, so talk about the itinerary. Okay, we're leaving Tampa on Sunday evening. As opposed to leaving, you know... Waco, Texas, because you're going yes. from Tampa, because yep. this is for yes. this yep. is for our Tampa listening audience. Yes. Unless people want to fly into Tampa. Yeah, they could fly into Tampa. If they're going to spend yeah. Easter here, they could come here and go on the trip sure. and then come back and be with family. And spend a week at the exactly. beach. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So let's you leave out of Tampa. All right, let's on leave. The, on, the, That's right. on the luxury coach. There That's you right. go. <laughs> leave out of Tampa, and we're going from here to Washington. So we're spending the night on the motor coach. And if you've ever flown overseas on an airplane, uh, you know how much room you have on the airplane. You've got much more room on the motor coach. So uh, it's really luxurious, and it'll be very comfortable and accommodating. When we get to Washington, D.C., we have plans to enjoy cherry blossom. That's the cherry blossom season in March. So we're going to enjoy the walks around the the city, uh, cher- enjoy the cherry blossoms. We're going to look at memorial. We're going to visit memorials. Uh, War memorials, Washington Monument, uh, Lincoln Monument, and all of those different things at leisure. We have also scheduled an appointment to visit the White House. Marco Rubio, our senator, has graciously um, given us the invitation, and we're going to accept it. Then we're going to the Museum of the Bible, and we're planning on spending the whole afternoon there. So you will be able to have lunch there. You'll be able to enjoy the Museum of the Bible. And that is... um, the Green family's iconic gift to us because mm-hmm. they collected so much uh, over forty thousand religious artifacts and biblical artifacts. Yes, and there's there's I think seven floors, and it's just going to be amazing. There are shows that they're going to be putting on um, where you can sit in a theater and watch, or you can just walk each floor and and enjoy the museum. It's actually eight floors. The eighth eight floor okay. is a convention, a, a huge meeting room that is the tallest meeting room in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that overlooks the entire mall area. It's the high spot, and it's got glass ceilings. It's incredible. And the and it actually goes down the basement level. The ceiling 
of the basement is the ceiling to the subway system that runs underneath the building, and it will have a huge digital mosaic going all the time advertising the Museum of the Bible. Wow, that is awesome. Good information. See, we're Thank just you. kind of a little excited about the Museum of the Bible, the I Rainy think, Bird I Home. think so. Now, this opened on November 17th. That's right. So we're going You're to be one of the first, first people to, to be able to be there. That's now, great. once we finish the Museum of the Bible in the White House, we're going to overnight to Kentucky. There we will go to the Creation Museum, which is going to be absolutely amazing. It and a lot of people are fun. questioning the dinosaur era, and that will be addressed there. Absolutely. Very yes. clearly. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, lunch will be there, and, and then we're going to the Ark Encounter where Sandra just explained all about how big this ship is and yeah. all of the different levels. Uh, from there, we're going to the Kentucky Horse Park. And you have a brief uh, little thing about the Kentucky horse. Oh, oh! Before that, though, we're going to go on a riverboat cruise oh, for yes. dinner. Yeah, dinner. So yes. the so the river That's... like going through Cincinnati. That river, yes, the Got Ohio it? River. Beautiful. Yes. yes. And what about the Kentucky Horse Park? Really oh, quickly. Oh well, my Is husband it... was instrumental in putting that park together. And uh, it is supposed to be really fabulous. It goes to, into the history of all of horses. And, That's really I mean, cool. You can really uh, get a, get to know about what happens with horses. <laughs> and we can take carriage rides, or if you want to, you can actually ride a horse on a yeah. trail and, uh-huh. and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, there's also instruction that you can uh, participate in as far as horses are concerned. Then we're going to, on the way out of town, we're going to have dinner at the Berean College. The um, uh, Jeepers. Uh, may I have that, please? Thank you. <laughs> it's the Berean College. It's the historic Boone Tavern Hotel and Restaurant. Ooh, because Daniel Berean. Boone spent a lot of time in that area. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Very well thought Around, of. I mean, it's, um, they have excellent food. It's, it's really a, a wonderful place to go. <laughs> cost is going to be about $800 per person, give or take, depending upon uh, the transportation cost. And uh, like I said, it's uh, Sunday the 25th through Friday the 30th of March. All right, we're talking today with the, the first half of the show today. We got Sandra and Catherine from Travel Cats. We're talking about an, an amazing trip they're putting together. That would it's just it's just it's perfect. It's going to visit some of the favorite places you've heard us talk about on the air. You can find out more about these guys at travelcats.com. That's travel k a t z dot com. We'll have a link on Facebook tonight. But you guys are putting together this amazing trip to visit the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, the Bible Museum. You're also going to get to go to the White House. You're going to have personal reception with President Donald Trump. Okay, <laughs> I'm just... No. He's making just, up extra things. Donald and Melania will be there greeting everybody. No, but even the time just going around, like you said, to the different memorials and things like that. I remember that one afternoon we were driving through D.C. and with the kids. stopped with our kids for it like two hours. But literally, it made such an impact, even in a short amount of time, because it's all the time we had on that particular trip. But just being in the presence of those amazing places and the history and and the learning opportunities is About our powerful. Our past. Right. So powerful. Our, you know, people want to squash uh, to squash our past, and and our past is alive in Washington D.C. Yeah. and with all of the different monuments and. I've had people come to me and actually ask, are we going to be able to see some of the war memorials? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, a, a part of the trip to Washington is going to be at your leisure. So you're going to have the entire uh, Washington Monument area to walk yeah. around and go. And right. the bus is going to, uh, excuse me, the luxury <laughs> motor coach. <laughs> she said it first. <laughs> The luxury motor coach is going to be available at our beck and call. So if we need to go someplace that's a little bit 
within uh, not within walking distance will be able to do that nice. when you go to dc you, well actually in any of these places walking shoes are required lots oh, yeah. of walking but I, I so so the trip you said it's about eight hundred dollars you leave here on the 25th of march yes uh-huh. you head up to dc you have a couple of days in dc then you head to kentucky and you have a couple of days in kentucky and in, in so in dc the white house the uh, the uh, war memorials cherry it, blossoms cherry blossoms which yes. is is spectacular if you've never seen the cherry blossoms in right DC. Right in the middle of cherry blossoms. Yeah, season. it's fantastic. So, I'm so beautiful. Yes. Then you get to uh, in the Museum of the Bible. Wow, how awesome is that? Then you're going to cruise off to Kentucky and Cincinnati, where you're going to go riverboat cruise. You're going to go to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, and nobody has to drive except for the guys driving the luxury motor coach. Exactly. You just got to do a lot of walking. And it sounds like they don't just plan their meals. They things are taken care of. Everything is everything is going to be taken care of because you can eat at the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. You can eat at and the Museum of the Bible. And it was very good at the Creation Museum. You can eat at the Ark and Yes, it's a phenomenal so, buffet. Largest indoor one restaurant in the country. At the, at the, the seating. They didn't the mean for it to it be is. that way, but it is, and the buffet's very good. It seats That's like twelve or 1,300 <laughs> people. An amazing yeah. experience. Just the restaurant really was yes. an amazing experience. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, so let's talk about some of the details. People can get a hold of you guys at TravelCats.com, or they can call you, and that's TravelKatz.com. They can call you. 352-277-2300. All right, so then let's put these guys on the spot right now. So what's it take for us to make this, you know, the next time you're doing a cool trip like this, to actually, let's actually do this as an I work for him trip. Because this is really that associated with crazy C3, C3TB. So this is part of the Christian Chamber of Commerce. You guys, you know, a lot right. of people say, hey, we'd really like to do this tour. And you said, okay, we'll get it set up for the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, well, which people can find out about it online. I work, we're, I, we're inviting I work for him radio listeners. Yes. Well, and, and we're since inviting we were some Travel of the, Cats I, listeners oh, yeah. that's great. on our radio show. So it's but you've open. only got spots for 50 people. Yes. Wow. So now, how is... many listeners do you have? Well, I don't know, somewhere around 40,000. <laughs> so, you know, there's only room for 50. That's right. Now, is... There should be some people out there listening today that they, this should really pique their interest. Oh, absolutely. Oh, to be able to yeah. see all three, the, the you know, the White House is great, but you're not going to see any of the real, you're not going to get to the Oval Office to see the real action, you, you know, know, where what, people are fist fighting and things like that. A lot of people never have had that opportunity. Yeah. No, so this I've is never great. been in the White House. I've walked by the White House. I've walked by the Rose Garden outside of the fence uh i mean dc is it is staggeringly it, it's humbling to walk mm-hmm. in yeah. the mall and yeah. you get to see the capitol and the white house and the jefferson memorial and the lincoln memorial and, and, and it's just and the washington monument washington. it's it's breathtaking and then you get to see all the smithsonians from the outside and inside they're breathtaking uh, and then to be able to go to the bible museum museum of the bible i know we talked we talked about the first time well when the um uh, when they came and spoke to the Christian Chamber of Commerce a little yes. over two and a half years ago, Michael we thought and a, Lauren. Michael and Lauren Green. Nope, Michael McAfee. Green McAfee. I mean, that was it was the first time we really heard about this. What's coming? Yes, I mean, forty thousand biblical artifacts, and uh, they opened on November the seventeenth. Right? Just been open a month. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah. yeah, but then that trip to Kentucky, which will be beautiful, some curvy roads, some mountains. I mean, it'll be beautiful. Nice. The Ark Encounter in the Creation Museum. I, you know, I think we should watch top. What was your highlight, Martha, from the Creation Museum? What was the what was the thing that stuck with you the most? Could from we spend the, a day at both? We did. From the Creation Museum, I would say, you know what? There was, um, oh my goodness, there were so many good elements of it. But I really think that there was 
a part where we went through, um, and I can't remember what they called this section, but it was it was a real history section. And, yes. and um, to me, that was just very impactful. All of it, the artwork, the way things are designed, the displays, everything is so engaging and so yes. much um, to learn. But the, it's you done really very visually. Time. It's yeah. you know visually very attractive and, and mm-hmm. very good. I wanted to go zip lining, but it was raining the day we were there. So my my eighty plus year old mother and I wanted to go zip lining, but yeah. we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. I'm That's just easy pout. for her to say. I'm going to pout a little bit. I would have loved bit. to have seen that actually happen. But I yes. was in the mood right then. She, I was, was like, I was going to go. Yeah, but oh. if we went back now, she might not be in the mood. How convenient. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. The, we walked through the gardens. The gardens were beautiful. The gardens were great. Uh, but I, I would they say. They have a petting zoo for the children. They did. So that you that can day, bring your they, families with you. The day yeah. we were there, it was raining. All the petting zoo animals were inside because it was yeah. raining. Uh, uh, but the I love the bookstore. I totally. The bookstore oh, yeah. was incredible. The resources the there were unbelievable. Yes. And then at the Ark Encounter. I mean, it's just so much teaching and learning about oh. the truth behind the story and the, the just the structure and the videos. It, it was every part of it, five-star presentation. Yes, top-notch. Yes, it certainly was. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely amazing. I, I think opening up anybody's mind to the possibilities, I think, is the biggest thing. Because as a kid... Seeing the ark, you know, in a flannel graph and in a book and little models, you know, with the giraffe sticking out. They, they're they not bad, but it was the, the truth is that reality was so much greater than anything that we could even begin to imagine. So when they had to start conceptualizing and saying, what could it really have been like and put some actual things together, I think that's really where the impact comes from. And then the riverboat cruise, a dinner right. riverboat cruise on the Ohio River. Yes. Going right between Ohio and Kentucky. You get to see beautiful Cincinnati, I imagine, because it is, that yes. that area is it's a gorgeous. It's city. Very it's gorgeous. A night cruise, so you'll be able to see oh. all the lights. And all their, all nice. their stadiums are right there along the riverfront. Yes. It's amazing. All right, yeah. so talk to people about details again. You're leaving what day? We're leaving on the 25th of March. Getting back on what day? Around 6 o'clock or so in the evening. Mm-hmm. We're okay. getting back on the 30th, okay. uh, which is Good Friday. All right. So you'll be in town just in time for Good Friday services. Perfect. And for Easter Sunday. All right. Uh, all throughout the, the trip, it'll be a luxury motor coach driven, and we will have all kinds of fun and things to do on the bus. If you're not on the motor coach, if you're... <laughs> Two times, two times. We should have had a penalty for whoever said. Yeah, or somebody yeah. back there. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll have activities on the motor coach if you're yeah. not sleeping. You know, it's it's. we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, yeah. so motor coach from Tampa to D.C. to the White House Museum of the Bible, motor coach to Kentucky to the Ark Encounter Creation Museum, the Horse Park, what was that one called again? Yeah, Kentucky Horse Park, Kentucky Horse and Park. a riverboat, dinner riverboat cruise on the Ohio River. And, and dinner at the Berean College. And dinner yes. at Berean College, all for about $800 a person. Yes. For five days, that yes. includes lodging, yes. that includes the travel, yes. does that include the entrances to the museums and yes. everything? It does will. it include food too, or is that extra? It includes some food. Some of the food? There's okay. Yes. So how do people get a hold of you? They can, they can contact you over the website, travelcats.com, travelkatz.com, travelcats.com. There is a contact us area there that they can do that. Where they, they can dial you up. 352-277-7300. You can email us as well, ks at travelcats.com. That's K-A-T-Z dot com. What do you think is going to be the highlight of this trip? And if you could put one thing like this is the coup d'etat that we pulled all this together. 
I just spending that, time with you, I know, is right at the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to go Are there. you both going? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I would think the Creation Museum would be, because you're going from the Genesis all the way through the Bible, and I think that's going to be very telling. The story is very telling. Yeah. Catherine and Sandra from Travel Cats. Check them out online at TravelCats.com. That's Travel, K-A-T-Z.com. This is a trip for our iWork for him listeners. You want to go see the Creation Museum, the Bible, the Museum of the Bible, the Ark Encounter, and have some other things thrown in like, you know, some time at the White House. Check out these guys online at TravelKATZ.com. Catherine and Sandra, thank you for being on iWork for him. What? And it's $800 right around that. That's, yeah. Is that what you want me to say? Yes. And I'm not good at sign reading. Okay. And now we're going to be talking. We're going to Iowa now. Iowa's beautiful this time of year. Light breezes, sunshine, a little snow on the ground, gorgeous temperatures. Okay, for me, but not for Martha. We've got Rebecca Johnson joining us. She's an author. She's a pastor. She does incredible things in Iowa at this church called Veritas. Rebecca Johnson, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, we're so glad to have you, and I'm so glad we got to meet face-to-face last time we were in Iowa. I realize they call you women's ministry director, but that's really just pastor. You're, you're, women's, <laughs> oh. you're, you're a women's pastor. As I hear about the ministry you've done with the ladies at your church, it's pastoral work, and we're proud of that. We're very, very proud of that. You know, I always lo- I love just highlighting really cool stuff that's going on around the country. Martha, and I love highlighting what the Lord is doing. And you wrote this Bible study on Hosea. And Hosea is one of those books that most people, they think, well, the Bible's kind of boring. <laughs> really? Yeah. Have you ever read the book of Hosea? He's just this prophet guy, and God tells him to do some pretty funky stuff. And and so, Rebecca, I'm just so excited for you to share this book that God kind of birthed out of your heart, but also just how the Lord has been using it. So thanks for being willing to come on I Work For Him today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, or whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> wow. He well, wants to talk about the snow, but everybody I, do- doesn't want to listen to that conversation. Yes. We, I know. <laughs> we're still waiting for our Christmas snow. It doesn't. It might not be a white Christmas up here in oh, Eastern Iowa. Well, that's okay. That is kind of sad, but I know it's been cold. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, at least that's and what we hear. Okay. And everything in between. So why don't we just start off with, how did you, Rebecca Johnson, become a Christ follower? Oh, that's that's my favorite question to start off with, definitely. You know, I was just a recipient of really a, a great heritage from my parents. You know, for as long as I can remember, my sisters and brother and I just got to hear every day that Jesus loves us, got to hear the gospel, got to hear about the cross, and and my my dad just faithfully taught us how good God is and how, how vast His love is. And so I remember hearing about it every day as a child, um, but I would say it wasn't until eighth grade that I actually um, felt, realized that there was a cost to being a disciple. And if you recall, it was actually when there was the one of the first school shootings, Columbine, mm-hmm. in Littleton, Colorado. Um, I was just in eighth grade, and I remember hearing about that. And I remembered hearing about um, this one girl, I think it was Rachel Scott, who they now have a movie about. I remember hearing that, you know, she died because she professed to be a Christian. And so, of course, like our our, worst, or our um, youth pastors ask us, well, would you be that bold? Would you be that brave to do that? And I was presented with that question and thought, well, yeah, I would do that. But then I, I sensed this disparity in I would die for Jesus, but I wasn't living for Him. Mm. 
And I, that was the first day I remember feeling broken. You know, I remember sensing the spirit at earlier times in my life, at times of prayer. That was a turning point for me, though, where I, I was ready to live for Jesus. And I remember just walking home to the parsonage we lived in, because my dad was always our pastor, and just um, making a turn, just giving my life to Jesus. And from then on, I just um, have been thankful that he has held me very close. Mm. I, that, I, thanks for sharing that story. I love that. I just have a question for you. So you grew up with your dad as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So how often did he use your behavior as an example of what <laughs> not to do from the pulpit? I'm thankful because the stories he used for me were always like the classic little redhead, middle child, left-handed stories. And when I was a <laughs> three, four, five-year-old, I was quite the pistol. So I gave him material from those years, um, but then I, I walked a pretty straight and narrow through high school. So, yeah, I didn't give him much material. And you can be so <laughs> thankful season. for that, right? Thank you, Jesus. Right. So. right. And yeah, now we just give him lots of grandkids so he can get material from that. Oh, there you go. Them, That's gladly. great. So fast forward to today, and you are the Women's Ministry Director at Veritas Church in Iowa City, Iowa. How did that happen? Yeah, well, that was not the plan. Not at all. That was a fun surprise from God. So um, I'm married to to Matt, and we have three young boys, Micah, Matthias, and Maxwell. Well, we moved out to Colorado about 10 years ago for my husband, actually, to go to seminary, and he started his career as a youth pastor out there. And that's part of my story that I think we'll talk about later. But, um, you know, I was always the mom and the nurse and then loved to just support him at church, absolutely loved my volunteer status at church, um, and got some opportunities at our at our church in Colorado to teach the, the girls, the women in the youth ministry, mm-hmm. and just felt so alive whenever I got to teach God's Word, whatever size group it was. It could have been three eighth-grade girls or 500 uh, teenage girls. I just felt alive whenever I got to open up God's Word and um, and try and, and share some insight. So anyway, I um, you know we moved back to Iowa, and I just, you know, something that I get stuck in often is just wanting God to do what He's done before. And so I expected that life would continue to this, the same, that I'd be a, a, a wife, a mom, and a, a nurse, and um, that my husband would be in vocational church ministry. And uh, I was really convicted one day when, when life was not turning out like I thought. Uh, somebody passed on a quote by C.S. Lewis that said, a prayer God rarely answers is encore. Hmm. And I thought, huh, that's exactly what I'm asking for encore. And it revealed some, some unbelief in my heart. And um, so that just, that changed my heart. And I then became more open to what God would have and um, had to repent to my husband for trying to kind of control life and not, not follow him, not follow the Lord. That was a Friday that I was, um, that I asked for that forgiveness. And on Monday, our head pastor asked me if I would come on full time as the women's ministry director. (laughs) So Wow. That's how it came about. It's it's kind of funny. All right. That's so amazing. your your workplace, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, but I'm doing it anyway. Your That's workplace great. every day is women's ministry director, which is really women's pastor at, at Veritas Church in Iowa City, Iowa. I mean, you you you're working with women all day long. That's your workplace every day. You get that as your mission field. What does that look yeah. like for you? What what does that look like? How do, how does it play out during the day? Yeah. Well, this is such a a, a gift because I. I am the first women's ministry director at Veritas, and usually 
most, I feel like, evangelical churches, um, they make this a higher layer later on down the road. Our church is only seven years old now, and they hired me five years in, and they usually churches would hire a women's ministry director at 10 hours a week, and then maybe she'd get it up to 15, but they just really, our pastor has amazing visionary gifts, and he just felt like this is the need of the hour mm-hmm. for our church, you know, and um so they brought me on full-time, and I, you know, honestly, when they offered me the job, my very first response, I hope I can say this on the air, was, I don't like women's ministry. <laughs> and they said— That was recorded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, that's great. Will you still take the job? That's that's part of why we want you to have it. And, you know, what I mean by that, I, I have been part of women's ministry, but my understanding of it is that it would come with a lot of pressure to— fill women's schedules, or maybe just to entertain, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, unfortunately, there there has become some norms at, in, in certain settings for women's ministry to be a lot about just feelings, and, right. um, and we don't always um, treat our women um, like we should in the sense of asking them to use their brain, asking them to become biblically literate, and um, I... I didn't want to just make centerpieces and decorations. And the thing is, is that we as women, we were made to love God with our mind. And so I was given the freedom to kind of build this this ministry around the vision that I do believe God gave me. So, And your church is very unusual. I mean, you're talking a thousand people church where 75 to 80 percent of the people in that church are millennials and they're yeah. under 25. And then you've got those token older people. I know when we feel when we're there, okay, like, wow, okay, there's just like four or five other couples that are 50. But this is an incredibly young church. So a lot of the women you're dealing with are young women. That's that's an incredible ministry because young women mm-hmm. getting to see a, an an older woman, not that you're old, but an older woman mm-hmm. demonstrate what it means to be a godly woman. They get to see that lived out every day. That's pretty cool to be able to feed into that next generation. Yeah, it's very energizing. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I get to build my, you know, the majority of my hours during my week are kind of centered on two goals. One is to um, find creative ways to get discipleship to happen. We don't have a ton of older women, but we do have a lot of women that are mature in their faith. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get older women to teach the younger women what is good, to just get life on life. It doesn't have to be formal. We just need to be in environments where we are together and where we aren't there trying to impress each other. We just kind of leave our masks at the door and we come in and we need Jesus together and we celebrate Jesus together. Um, and then my second uh, my goal, my hope, my prayer is that we would become biblically literate. And that's a phrase that I stole from someone far smarter than me. That comes from Jen Wilkin, who is uh, a mentor for me from a, you know, from a distance. Um, she's the women's ministry director at the Village Church in Texas. Yes. So, so, yeah. so on the on the topic of biblical literacy, we were told through a very great supporter of I Work a for powerful Him, a listener. very powerful listener that we have, <laughs> um, that you had written this book and Bible study called Jealous, and mm-hmm. um, like we said earlier, it is a study of the book of Hosea. And what prompted you? I mean, we've already heard you know biblical literacy is a goal of yours. Is that what led you to write this book? And study. Yes, you know, this. I was excited um, when I got this job that that could include just writing Bible studies. I had written some Bible studies um, just for our youth group girls back in mm-hmm. Colorado, and that kind of whet my appetite. I've always 
um, enjoyed writing out what I'm learning from God. So I, I have a blog. I don't do anything big on it. I, I don't I don't post regularly or anything like that. But sometimes writing something finalizes a lesson for me from God. Mm-hmm. And so I really was enjoying just putting together Bible studies for the women at Veritas Church. And that's where um, this study on Hosea came from. You know, I a lot of women, we have studied lots of the Bible. You know, there's tons of good published Bible studies out there, but there are so many books of the Bible that haven't really been touched, because maybe at first they're misunderstood, or at first they're intimidating. Um, and so the book of Hosea was very closely tethered to lessons that I learned in the last couple of years, and so that's why I, I, I put it together as a Bible study. So who's jealous? So God is jealous. God is wonderfully jealous. He is jealous for our affections, for our devotion, for uh, our obedience. I will tell you this, Rebecca, you don't know that I'm going to do this, but I've got a testimonial uh, from one okay. of your one of the people who went through your Bible study last fall, and I'm just going to pick a piece of it. Uh, her uh, first name, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Okay, but she wrote, The weight of the wisdom and jealous came when I realized I'm a total harlot that gives pieces of my heart to anything and everything that'll take it. I may not have a huge 10-foot idol or consuming sin struggle in my life for all to see, but I do have at least 10 one-foot idols that Jesus wants to be bigger than. Mm-hmm. Not only does he want to be bigger than my desires and idols and flesh, he died for it. Nice. That I was love powerful. That. And all I did was say, hey, can you get me a testimonial from somebody who went through the study? And I got that. So if That, that sounds like... I- Oh, go ahead. I must have a. I have a friend who should be writing because that's beautiful. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And what well, I was going to say, first name starts with the. It, it no. No, I can't tell I, you that. Apparently. I um just want to say though that I think that that should entice anyone to pick up yeah. this study for themselves because if that is just one snippet of the takeaway from one person who's gone through it, um, I can just feel the power that can the life changing power mm-hmm. that can come from a study like this. Let me just ask this question because we wanted to, we, we're running out of time. It just goes so we fast. Are. Why yeah. is it important for Christ followers to realize that they are the harlot in Hosea's story? That we all have idols mm-hmm. in our lives, just like Gomer. Yeah. Well, you know that came. I had been studying the book, preparing to write it for. I was probably two, three months into this study when I had a really rough day where I realized that I had gone that long reading this book of prophecy, picturing myself actually as the God figure, picturing myself as Hosea, who was the actual prophet, instead of the wife of whoredom, which was Israel, which is actually God's people. It's me. And I realized what was that, what I could have lost there, had the Holy Spirit never shown me who I mm-hmm. accurately was in the story, is, is lo- the love of God. I, I will not receive that love of God to the extent that I can if I don't sense a need for it. And so actually seeing myself as the harlot, as Gomer, it's such a horrible name, but Gomer, <laughs> um, when I don't see myself as her, then I don't see um, my need for his love, and I don't see how very loved I am. It's actually a terrifying and comforting realization all in one. Mm. You write a lot of, in your blogs, as you say, you know, at the end of each week, right before the next study, you write a lot, like I said, transparent, authentic words right from your heart. What kind of real life stories do you share in this study? Give me, give me yeah. just an example of one. Okay. Well, the, the biggest one is that I constantly um, fall into uh, chasing 
chasing lesser lovers is what I call them in the study. You'll, you'll see it in the analogy of, of Hosea's words, is that I will leave this covenant love of God, this beautiful, pure love of God, and I will leave it for lesser lovers. And whether that's vanity or a clean home or a, a comfy savings account or, or having enough people that think I'm awesome, I, I'll leave God for those loves, which are temporary, um, these idols that will never love me back. Uh, these conditional loves, and and it makes no sense. And so what I need is a jealous God who will not stand um, for that kind of competition and who pulls me back into this covenant love that is based on his faithfulness, not my own. And that that's a that's a relief mm-hmm. that my relationship with him is based on on his goodness. So if you were to summarize how what you learned about God through writing that study, um, what would it be? And before you answer that question, Jim just wants me to remind our listeners who we are talking to, and it's Rebecca Johnson, and she just recently wrote um, a Bible study called Jealous, How the Scandalous Love of God Invites Us Near. So what did you learn about God yourself when you were writing this study? You know, I, I learned that I get to see Him as a husband God. You know, I, I understand God as Father. I want to continue to understand that. That's what we see in most of the Bible. But Hosea, the book of Hosea, gives us a beautiful glimpse into who is God as a husband. He does not want to be our boss. He doesn't want me to keep him at an arm's distance or try to impress him. He wants me close. He wants me intimate. He wants me honest. And uh, sometimes that can that can feel scary at first to allow God to come that close and allow him to ask for that much of our heart and soul. Um, but it is worth the risk. You know, that risk is us putting our faith in Him. And man, it feels good to not try to impress God. It feels good to um, just be blown away by His covenant love. And then the response to that, hopefully, is obedience and is purity, hmm. but not out of trying to impress Him. No, it never really works. He's, you know, He pretty much is the God of the universe. Nothing we can do is really very impressive anyway. <laughs> So what was the most important lesson you learned about yourself as you wrote this and as you taught it and as you studied alongside other ladies as you brought them through this study? Mm, Yeah, you know, I think the big one I said is that I, uh, because of my self-righteousness, often see myself as God's little buddy. I'm his little co-worker (laughs) more than I I am as the woman who needed to be rescued from, from my own. Um, my own sins and the temptations um, of this world. And, and yeah, just lesser lovers, really. As women's ministry director at Veritas Church in Iowa City, Iowa, what do you see as the biggest need for these next generations of ladies as they come to church? Oh, that's easy. We have to know the Word of God. We cannot let somebody else do all our thinking for us. Um, We need to feast on God's Word. Um, in this day and age with Instagram and apps and stuff like that, it's a temptation to just kind of nibble at God's Word and maybe just know uh, the feel-good verses. But this book, God's Word, is packed full of deep, rich treasures, and um, it is a wonderful thing to be addicted to. It is it is worth the early mornings or the late nights or the sacrificing of a, a TV show or whatever we um You know, it's a one big story, and it's about Mm -hmm. this covenant love that we're invited into. That's got to be our priority for women, um, that we can please Him. Rebecca Johnson, Women's Ministry Director of Veritas Church in Iowa City, Iowa. Thanks for being an I Work For Him, and thanks for sharing Jealous with us. Thank you so much, Thanks, Rebecca. So great to have you guys here. 
All right, you've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.